Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. Post-game show after the Iowa State debacle. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. This is this is going to be rough. We were just saying that before we started, and uh, we're kind of in a interesting scenario today where it's very instant reaction for me. I probably finished the game maybe thirty minutes ago because I watched on a delay, and Spencer's had some time to stew on it. But I don't think it's helped. I don't think it's helped him at all. Dude, it's one of those games where like the game finished. I got up. I just walked away. I've been like doing random crap around the house, polishing shoes, hanging clothes, sawing at the fence. Probably it's, been very it's productive. Been, it's been three hours, and it's not helped. Today was an absolute disgusting game. And I don't I don't know what to, like where to start. Um, besides, I mean, I, I, I really hate to be that guy, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to be that guy. I'm going to lean into it hard today. If Mike DeFee is not fucking fired by Monday, something has gone terribly wrong that was an absolutely disgusting show of officiating and i'm sorry obviously earmuffs here i've I've already said it but dude what the hell was that today roughing the passer when the defensive tackle has his arms around the dude's legs before he throws the ball like if that's not just like well texas tech isn't supposed to get a penalty here so i'm just gonna throw the fucking flag that that's exactly what happened like Poor Preston Wallace, dude, like, got to the quarterback, wrapped him up while he still had the ball in his hands, throws it, Purdy falls back and hits his head. Oh, poor fucking baby. He gets a a penalty because the dude hits his head. Dude, what the hell are you supposed to do? He can't control how he falls. I'm with you. I don't know. I don't know where the roughing the passer was on that one. Uh, What was great about it was that was the third roughing the passer call for for the day after two back-to-back ones, I believe. I don't know if they were back-to-back or not, but it sure they felt were, like it. If, if they weren't back-to-back, it was like two and three different plays uh, back in the first half. And then I, I, I was talking to Michael about this right before we hit record. If it didn't just go the opposite, like complete opposite different direction, David Montgomery initiates contact, drops his head into some dude's others, into a defender's head. It's like, if you're going to call targeting on Jordan Brooks for hitting a quarterback in the shoulder. Like what Montgomery did was textbook targeting, but the dude had the ball in his hands. Like you can't call targeting because he's carrying the ball. That was a more dangerous play to both players than what Brooks got ejected for. Like that's just garbage. Well, and the whole Brooks thing kind of goes back to, you know, last week, Kansas, Mike Lee got ejected on a pretty BS targeting call for Kansas. And I think we were all arguing that, Hey, that was, that was weak. There was, there was no need to eject him for that. And this was almost the same scenario. Uh, I mean, except that Brooks did, he led with the crown of his helmet, but 
he didn't initiate contact even close to Bowman's helmet. And if that's just how the rule reads, they need to change how that rule is read. I, I guess it's to protect Brooks in that scenario. I don't know. Dude, but, he hit him in his shoulder. Right. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, and I mean, he's Purdy, non-throwing shoulder too. Like, if if you're yeah, protective of his shoulder, you're on the wrong side of the body. Yeah. And the it thing wasn't, that pissed me off. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm going to interrupt you one more time. Go for it, man. The referee standing two feet from it didn't throw his flag. It was Mike Defee from across the fucking field. Like, what the hell, dude? It wasn't your call to make. The official standing right on top of it thought it was fine, but you from fifty feet away is like, no, nah, man, that's a flag, man. Well, and they didn't even call it. They called it What's roughing. What's his address? I'm going to go junk punch that bastard. Well, they, they called it roughing at first. And then I think because of of the time that it took for them to – because there was another – it was offsetting penalties. Because of the time it took for them to get their act together, they then were able to review it and come down with the the targeting. So I, I, it was it was very similar to that Mike Lee scenario where – I think there was. I think there was an injury. There was an injury yeah, in the so Kansas it, game. It was. Um. It was when Dakota Allen went down the first time. Right, and it, and, and it that, forced that. That's what gave him the extra time to go back and review that. Right, and I, I think this was kind of a similar deal where those offsetting penalties they had to work some stuff out, and it gave them more time to for the booth to review it, and and then that you know, it you saw what happened. Huh. <sighs> Okay, well, so like so after after the West Virginia game, I was I was all about that moral victory. Today, that, that's not me. Today, you did on defense, and this is going to sound ridiculous when I say that you did all that you should have done to win this game, even though you gave up forty points outside of the penalties, the drives, sorry, the plays where you didn't commit a drive sustaining penalty. Iowa State couldn't do a damn thing on offense. No way. David Montgomery was was averaging like two point nothing yards a carry until that last drive when Matt Campbell was like, "I'm going to run the ball every play. I should be kneeling, but I'm going to run it every play." Dude, Iowa State got five first downs on penalties. You, oh wow! You committed ten penalties on the day. Five of those gave Iowa State a first down. Yikes. Every, and every single, they were almost all on, well, I know at least three or four of the penalties committed were on third downs, possibly more than that. Every single drive that the Iowa State offense scored on was sustained by a BS penalty. They did not sustain a drive on their own all freaking day. Yeah, uh, the defense held Brock Purdy, the, the uh, heralded hero of freshman quarterbacks to 48% pass percentage. He was 13 of 27 for the day, only had 250 yards. Montgomery, as you said, finished the day with only 125. Uh, And I know that that doesn't sound like a lot, but that was because he had a 25 or that sounds like, Oh, that's not that great. But he had a 25 yard long run on that very last drive. And that was his longest run of the day. But Tech did a great job holding the running game. They allowed 172 yards on the ground. 47 were from Purdy scrambling. Uh, they they oh, held the passing oh. game down. Mm-hmm. They had they they brought some good pressure. They they did like you said, 
okay, they allowed 40 points. Well, 38. <laughs> we can talk about that other two later. Oh, when, but, when, when it comes time to talk about Bowman, like we're we're gonna set the world on fire. As much as we're burning down defeat, Kingsbury and Bowman, are, it, it's about to be their turn. Oh man, well the the def- the defense, you know, this offense was kind of suspect going into it. We knew that they had a strong running game. We knew that Purdy was uh, he he played well in two games, but the sample size was very small. But today we saw him make quite a few mistakes. Uh... There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana. Where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. And, you know, especially that fumble in the end zone, which we had kind of a similar deal with our freshman quarterback in an end zone situation. So it it falls a lot on um, the offense. If you want, we could talk special teams before we get to the offense because special teams – Really kicked butt today. Panazolo and Clayton Hadfield did their jobs today. Yeah, like this is just it's it, we're I, we're gonna have to accept that this year's just gonna be like the freaking oh I just blanked on it. But what what cost you the game today was not your defense, was not your special teams. Those not two, at all. Like that's been your biggest like anchor around you having success is you can't. Field a punt, you can't kick a field goal, you can't get teams off the off the field on third down. You couldn't do any of that. Today it was your offense. It blew. And it was I don't know. Man, I, I don't I don't know I don't know why we saw twenty seventeen Cliff Kingsbury today and not twenty eighteen. I don't know if Kevin Johns didn't make the trip or what was going on. Um Averaging 1.3 yards per carry against a three-man defensive line. Like, Brandon Jones, if you made the flight, just go ahead and pack your bags, dude. That's that's unacceptable. You have, you're out-blocking them. You've got at least five on three, if not six or seven. What are you doing? Well, there were only 24 rushing attempts, nine of which came from Bowman. So, to that point, on the broadcast, take it with a grain of salt because we, we know the broadcasters usually just walking idiots. They were talking about the, the Iowa State defense struggling to contain running quarterbacks. And we saw Bowman have mediocre success running the ball. Like, he broke, I don't know, he got, what, 20 or 30 yards on, on positive rushing yards. Like, if that doesn't tell you right there 
that maybe you should be looking at Duffy, that you shouldn't be throwing it deep downfield because that's not working. You need to be looking at the short, the shorter routes and quarterback running. That all says, sorry, Bowman, put your happy ass on the bench. We got to, we got to do something else. Like if you don't see that halfway through the game or when it comes down to it in the fourth quarter, like what are you looking at? Bowman threw three interceptions. Looked like he was going to get sacked or strip sacked 15 different times because he was running to his right, getting chased from behind. He had no idea that anybody was behind him. Had, what, two or three just mind-numbingly stupid... um, Oh my gosh, what is that stupid penalty he got called for three times? Intentional grounding. Intentional grounding. And it's not the first time this happened this season. Like, he sits there and try, like makes his case with the referees and then throws his hands up like he doesn't know what he's doing. Like, dude, you threw it to nobody. You ran straight back and you just threw it two yards in front of you. Like, do you, do you not know the rules of the game? Are you, is your coach not telling you the rules of the game? Is that not being addressed? I don't I don't understand why we saw Bowman. As long as we like for the entire game, you saw Duffy come in for two plays, scratch it, one play where Iowa State called a uh, a timeout or yeah, yeah, they immediately or, called a timeout. They, they called no, a timeout when, when they saw Duffy him went to the, the sideline. The other yeah. play he ran, he handed the ball off. He wasn't even a, yeah. a part of the play. He just handed the ball off. Yeah, I was in the third quarter. Some at some point that was right after, and that was almost seemed like it was uh, to give Bowman a rest because Bowman had a pretty big run right before that. And so I think Duffy came in. I don't know if it was truly just, Hey, well, let's try Duffy here. It was, it may have been just more, let's give Bowman an extra breather and have Duffy hand the ball off. 30 rushing yards. I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. This was just awful all the way around on offense. You had Asher that, Inexplicably, the ball would hit him right where he was. He wanted it, and he would drop it. But then oh, that was could, on that third and twenty play, I think. Yeah, where he had a first down. Yeah, he was right at the sticks. He would have gotten it if he'd have caught it. But then he's one of those players where he can have his toes inches from being out of bounds, catch a ball six feet out of bounds, just fine. Or yeah, he did it ball. about what the drive before that. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, it's it's just it's ridiculous. That dude, you need to be more consistent. If the ball is coming your way, you you can't be trying to make spectacular grabs every time the quarterback throws your way. You need to be able to make routine plays. <clears throat> Excuse me. Where do you want to go next, Michael? Uh, I, I think I just yeah, we should probably look at Twitter. I, I just want to point out a couple things stuff that we already knew was bad, uh, but Bowman was 57% on the day, 32 for 56. He missed a lot of open guys in the flat on these plays that probably wouldn't have worked anyway um, and may have actually resulted in a loss of yards, but it was it, it was infuriating to see him look miss like these he was, guys. Yeah, it didn't look like he was throwing it away to protect the receiver. It just looked no. like he just blew it. He didn't know what he, he was doing. He just missed it. It was it would they were playing they were practically playing catch and he just he would overthrow them or or way underthrow them or, or or throw it way behind or or something just to 
that, that didn't make sense. That looked like it was on purpose, but there's no way it, it could have been. So I, I don't want to bury the kid too much. He had a really rough day. Uh, the, the safety was just killer. Um, I, I'm ready to move on to Twitter questions. If you are, <laughs> that's what I was getting to. All right. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what else I want to say about Bowen not hitting open receivers that are at the first down marker, but trying to throw something thirty yards downfield to a guy that's double covered. Yeah, there were several easy first down conversions to JD on height. Granted, he dropped some some stupid things too. Zach Austin, guys open at the first down marker. Bowman's not even looking at him. It, it, it doesn't make any sense. I don't. I don't understand why. Like even j- just for a series, he wasn't pulled. I mean, especially late. Okay, you're down. You're you're trying to push it. If you throw an interception with Duffy, it was going to end the game anyways. You end up throwing an interception with with Bowman. He, his third, his third on the day. Third. He had a pick six, the, and then he had two dumb, so dumb interceptions, and then that um, intentional grounding in the end zone. Where he threw it to absolutely no one, straight like you said, went straight back. Not even outside the pocket at all. Not even uh, objectively outside of it. Okay, so let's, let's look at some questions. Adele asked, "You guys okay?" No. <laughs> this was two hours ago. We're still we're still working through it, Adele. She asked, we appreciate where, the, we appreciate the concern. Where, where where can she find the post game presser? If it's going to be posted, it's going to be on on uh, the athletic department YouTube. I'm afraid to listen, but feel the need to anyway. Right, good luck. He, he's not going to say a damn thing. He's so so dry in, in those things after a loss. Like you could straight up ask him, "Why did you leave Bowman in?" Well, he's the guy that gives us the best chance to win. Really, that's what you saw. That was your best chance to win. All right, Nick, <clears throat> I'm so sorry, guys. Nicholas Tam, refs hurt us. Allen played terrible. O-line is weak, not strong or physical. Well, let's talk about Stay Wars for just one second, okay? Dude's a lot of high be, snaps today. Dude was supposed to be playing in his home state, be hyped up to be back home, whatever. Played like garbage. Iowa State identified that. Basically, every rush that wasn't coming over Bruffy was coming over Stay Wars. Like, they were running up the middle. Basically nonstop. Once they figured out Stay Wars didn't know what the hell he was doing. Again, that that's on you, Brandon Jones. I don't know what your what Stay Wars is doing. Defense improved. I would agree with that. Like, I I I think we've said that as if you take out which you can't, but if you take out the plays where there were some drives sustained by defensive penalties. Defense played pretty well. There weren't, there weren't, like I said, there weren't any plays or drives Iowa State put together all on their own where they scored. Um, the pick six was good, but that's that was on their on their on their defense. Um, you stopped them in the red zone. You you held them to what was it four of six in the red zone? Yeah, up until today they'd scored every time. Panizzolo improved. Dude was like four for five of of his punts inside the twenty. And the fifth one was not his fault because he punted it from like the goal line. That would have been like an 80-yard punt to put the fifth one inside the 20. Shotgun has improved. Like, what was it, beginning of this season, we were, like, railing on him, calling him hashtag shanks. Yeah, today he was great. 
He was good. I mean, he he really played well. He, his, those punts were just dropping right in, and several of those were right in the ten, or right on it. Yeah, they were good. Uh, Jazz at Triforce Shadow. Freshman phenom finally played like a regular, horrible decision-making freshman. That coupled with a lot of laundry, some deserved, some just absolutely made up by Mike Defeen, his band of blind baboons. It's a good alliteration there. And it was just too much to overcome. Reset button time. Yeah, I don't... I don't know. Yeah. She touched on a lot of what we were saying. It's... Like, where do you go from here? When, when you, where you have 10 penalties and the other team has four, there seems to be some phantom calls mixed in there. There was one I, I want to touch on. Um, it was on a long, it was the only time basically, sorry, sorry. He had Brock Purdy had two long runs. One was in the first quarter. The second one that he broke free, it was like 15 yards or whatever. And it was just enough to convert. They were tackling our defensive linemen in front of Mike DeFee and the other referee standing right there. And nothing. Like, you, you, you kind of make fun of the, the defensive linemen that are, like, over-dramatized being held to throw their arms up. Our guys yeah. were doing that. And nothing. I, I, I don't know what they were looking at. If they were just like, that's not a hold to me. I don't know what they were seeing because to everybody else, those were holds. I don't know where you go from here because that's obviously not much you can do. Um, I mean, you got you got called for a defensive holding on a defensive lineman. Yes, right after a hands to the face call, back to back, great. Um, John, John Thomas. I keep hoping that Kyler Murray, that quit A&M, will show. Hope he does. Defense fought. What killed him was between the ears. Life happens sometimes, folks. I was encouraged by the defense. Making plays after a terrible first half. We'll need those when the Sooners come. I don't think your defense had a terrible first half. They had those two drives. The two drives that they gave up points on were sustained by, by penalties, right? Yeah. Outside of that, like Iowa State scored 14 in the first half. You can live with giving up 14 points a half. That's, in fact, what you average. If you give up 28 points a game, giving up 14 points and a half is not your defense playing terrible. They just had untimely penalties, wherever you want to place that blame, that helped Iowa State continue driving the ball to score. Yep. Here's a good one. Cooper Burnett, projected attendance of game is at 2.30 next week. Ugh. I'm going to go with uh, what What did you say the official deal was at Kansas? Didn't you say it was 50,000 something? Uh, I think they announced 54,000. They announced 54. I mean, that, that number is always way, way suspect. inflated. Uh, but there will be more than that. I'm going to say 58. Uh, I still don't, it's not going to be like it's. You know, I don't even know what capacity is anymore at the Jones. They keep adding seats, but raising ticket prices. So I don't know what capacity is. is it might be seventy-five now. I don't know. Isn't it just under sixty-one thousand? Isn't like just between sixty and sixty-one thousand? That sounds right. I I think it'll be a little higher for OU. I, I don't. I don't think it'll drop off from the Kansas game. Um, same time, bigger opponent. 
I'm going to say it's going to be a little higher than than what was at Kansas, but not not breathtakingly higher. Rock light. Uh, at, he said, can't accept a loss to Iowa State. Don't lower the bar for the Red Raiders. Yes, Iowa State is good and very well coached. I don't listen to that. Yeah, I don't. I don't disagree with you, man. I don't think this is a loss you can accept. You felt pretty good about where you were at after the West Virginia loss. Um, you had a, a bad first half or first quarter. Uh, you were kind of justifying being down with with Bowman having the deflated lung ish injury, and then you had a chance to win there late. You could say pretty much the same thing for Ole Miss. You started off really slowly. You were down three touchdowns in the first quarter. Your starting quarterback goes down. This one you just got. I mean, it, you were torn apart by the refs, torn apart because you're quarterback couldn't hit the broadside of a barn if it was two feet in front of his face I don't yeah this is not a loss that you can just easily accept obviously three and a half hours later I'm still as mad as I am it's it's hard to accept for all the reasons you listed I'd add in the fact that Kingsbury's now 0-3 against Matt Campbell I'd add in the fact that we've lost three in a row to Iowa State uh, the one shining tiny, tiny sliver is that we were actually in this game as opposed to the last two that we were really never in. Kind of. I mean, were you really in this game if like, if you're playing 11 on 17, 18? Well, yeah, I mean, you were uh, you were in it, yeah, sort of. So to, to Adele's next tweet, tied at 6.52 left in the fourth quarter, I thought it was a great opportunity to go on a methodical clock-eating drive. I said that in, in our Slack chat. I was like, Captain Obvious, a score here would be great. And then I tweeted out like a uh, a Trump huge gif, right? Right. And y'all, y'all, you won't believe me because I watched it on delay, but I wrote in my notebook, all caps, defense held TTU ball on their own 10-yard line, seven minutes left, because I wanted to make note of – I had hope because Kingsbury, you know, for as much as we've dogged this game, Kingsbury did great play calling on the last four and a half minutes in the first half that that they did just that with four and a half minutes left in the first half they went on a methodical drive they ran it down to 10 seconds bowman snuck the ball in at the at the goal line and tech went into halftime up 17 14 so having seen that i thought man i want to make a note of this because if this happens again wow what a great way to you know, the, the game's tied at 31. What a great way to, to, to walk off and finish this game. But, yeah, as as she points out later in her tweet, if you don't mind me, I'll go ahead and sure. keep reading it. Uh, so she says, I thought it was a great opportunity to go on a methodical clock-eating drive. 44 seconds later, Texas Tech punts. They just seemed a bit rattled. So, uh, some great things, some ugly things, but sad. This would have been a big win still. Lots of heart and fight in this group. So we were, I think we were expecting the same thing, Adele, or we're very hopeful. Yeah. That, I mean, at that point, to see that kind of drive. All three of us took note at that exact start of that drive. Like, this is where we win this game. Right. And we knew that we knew that uh, this was a team that was capable of doing this. So you, you, you punt the ball 44 seconds later, you force Iowa State to punt, and then you got like four and a half minutes left. Like, Okay, this is where you do it, and interception number two comes or whatever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the, it was the second one. 
It was. Yeah. It was the second one to um the no, 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 no. No, the that the second one had already happened. Mm. Cause uh because Bowman that 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 was where the defense held. Cause Bowman got picked off by Spears the second time. And um the defense actually held on that drive, punted, and that was when Tech got the ball with seven minutes left and then went three and out. And then the defense held again, and then Bowman threw the uh, got the safety on the next drive. With I think that was probably, yeah, it was four minutes and 40 seconds left. So you kind of thought that you got to think the same thing twice. Okay, well we got the ball again, four minutes and forty seconds, or or whatever it was, and then that safety comes and just takes you out. And especially when Iowa State scores that last touchdown, you're down by nine with two and a half left. You're thinking, well, that's that's it. That is it. Well, unless that's, that's, unless the craziest environment imaginable were to happen, you're not going to come back down by nine with two and a half left. After that safety happened, like Brian, Keith, and myself were like, well. That's game. Like, you're not coming back. Like, you had Yeah, y'all were totally right, too. Like, at that point, you're like, nope, it's, it's over. Um, whatever momentum you were hoping to build build off of or to create was gone. Um, it was only two points, but that was like, nope, that's, that's, that's it. Like, you were teetering. Like, it could have gone either way, right? But those yeah. two points broke your back. Yeah. All right, Rob Rowe, Penagoto, am I right? And he capitalized G-O-A-T. My biggest question is how many more versions of the option screens Tech can dream up before next week? Maybe an effective one. I don't know what the F was happening. They would throw it. Um, if it was completed, it was as the receiver was being tackled. <laughs> yeah. I always say it was all over it. They were. Um, maybe a few more of those play action screens, too. Those were great whatever i mean bowman could not hit the short receivers to save his life today i don't like we've already gone over that i don't know what was wrong with him today yeah that that was definitely an accuracy issue and it wasn't getting any better and and they were seeing them coming i i kind of mentioned it before i I think that if even if he'd hit some of these guys it probably would have cost us a yard so there were probably some occasions where the fact that he overthrew him or underthrew him or threw it behind him or whatever he did, it might have – we at least got to get back to the same line of scrimmage we were already at. But those those calls weren't great. And and that's what's disappointing is because Kingsbury had some, some pretty cool stuff today, especially you know one of those – I think it was a third and short play where half of the – half of the team was standing up pointing at someone and then they just snapped the ball and got the third down. That was, that was kind of a fun play, but, and there was a, there was a, another kind of delayed handoff that somehow didn't work because an Iowa state lineman was already in the backfield. I'm sure it's because he just ate Paul Stayworth's lunch. <laughs> it's possible. <laughs> I'm not sure. So in my in my Twitter notifications, I got one from BJ Simmons. He didn't tweet at us. He just it was saying, "Hey, this is the first time he's tweeting in a while." <clears throat> Let me read. 
So this is how we call games in NCAA now. Tie game, fourth quarter, big stop and third long. But let's just call it roughing the passer and give them a first down. At Big 12 Conference, this is an absolute joke. And then he has a video of the press, uh, the Joseph Wallace sack. Dude, like, yeah. he, he, he hits him. Like, it's not low. It's not high. It's not after the ball was gone. Like, he made contact, was wrapping him up. Purdy still had the ball in his hand. Joseph Wallace had his shoulder pads and Purdy's hip. It... Well, and you think you think that a team that has three roughing the passer penalties is going to be a dirty team. You hear that and you think, man, they must have some guys that really just – they just get after the quarterback and they just are relentless about it. No, all three of them were – kind of debatable uh sure brooks it, you know brooks was probably the most qualifying because i think the ball had been out for a beat and brooks laid into him still uh the very you know the next one that they called in the second quarter right when the second quarter started a guy tackled him from behind after he'd let the ball down and didn't even really tackle him just kind of shoved him and that one was called roughing. And then, of course, this one with Wallace, which is just really infuriating. But uh, we're done with this game. At least it's over. I'm, I'm so glad I watched it on a delay. And thanks to Hulu. Thank you so much, Hulu, for not, not allowing me to fast forward until about 4.45. I was allowed to fast forward, but only between commercials. I could not fast forward through commercials at all. So I thought I could catch up a little bit at halftime. I was hoping, okay, well, I'll just fast forward through all of halftime. Nope. Was not allowed to fast forward at all until, I guess, two hours or or whatever it was after the game had ended. Then you can fast forward as long as it's not during a commercial. So I got to sit through that whole thing and just stew through all of it. That was wonderful. Glad we're done with it, though. Hey, I learned something. I learned something. Um, is it Mike? Is completely... Is it Mike DeFee's address? Please tell me <laughs> no. this. I, have, I haven't uh, reached out to my guys yet on that, but I did learn that whoever was announcing this game, it was the same crew that we had for West Virginia. Okay. Well, whoever was doing this game seemed to think that Stillwater has a nickname. He called it Stilly. Like the Longhorns are headed to Stilly. And I've never heard that in my life. Is that even, is that real? Do people call Stillwater Stilly? I have no idea. He said it as if it was just commonplace. Is he, is he going to say that people are going to go to Lubby for the OU game? Going to head over to Lubby? He's trying to. I think he's trying too hard. So bad. Well, that's all I've got, man. This was brutal. Okay, so some quick Google fact finding on Mr. Mike DeFee. Oh man, you're still on it. He is a manager at Neutron Bowment Bowmount Bowment, whatever. Neutron Bowment LLC, based in Nederland, Texas. For customers with electrical issues, DeFee's massive presence, because they're kind of joking off with his 
joking around, excuse me, joking around with his, um, his stature and his muscular build. Beef ref. Yeah. That's another thing they keep calling him. Um, oh, it, it's, it, it, it's a law firm. No, excuse me. That, that That's for Ed, Ed Hockey Lee. Sorry, they're making comparisons to him, too. In his 16 years for officiating with the um, NCAA, he was once a BCS National Championship game alternate uh, for Alabama versus LSU, 21-0. That same year, he was passed over by the NFL. They said, we don't want him. Roughly 50 years old. He was the Rose Bowl crew in 2014. His um, his introduction was, my name's Mike Defee. I'm your referee. Apparently they were having fun with that one. Okay, because it kind of rhymes. I guess. His son is an official... Where are you going with this, man? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either. Anyways, I think he needs a junk punch after today. <laughs> Mauriceville. He lives in Mauriceville. I don't know where that is. I, I could look it up on a map. All right. Let me... Well, so it's it's in the Beaumont Enterprise newspaper, so I'm assuming it's that part of the tech that part of the state. Let's see. Oh, it's a little tiny town next to Texla and Lemonville. Some real winners out there. <laughs> Careful, you don't want to alienate our right, our, uh, right on our the, Lemonville, our Lemonville listeners. Right on the border between Texas and Louisiana, Forest Heights, Deweyville, Little Cypress, Orange, West Orange. It's northeast of Beaumont. It's not even close to Houston. Which we got called out for, being a little disparaging. Yeah, I don't even remember what we said or, or did. It was subtle, apparently, and we were offensive. Yeah. I'm so sorry. Yeah, didn't mean to be. I've I've been to Houston once, and it was on a day trip to the Johnson Space Center. Oh, which sounds like sounds like a great place to go. I would love to go to that someday. It was a pretty cool, yeah, pretty cool day. That's 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 on my list. I really would like to go. All right, that's I'm 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 done with this. <laughs> this has been a disaster. Um, Michael, you got anything else? Any other parting thoughts or shots? No, I, I don't. I'm I am not looking forward to playing OU at two thirty this week. Wait, wait. One more question. Red Raider Reset, man. Three minutes ago. Who do we have to write to to prevent ESPN from airing another game? I'm tired of listening to how great the other team is, no matter who and how terrible tech is. Yeah, okay. I I, I do have some beefs with ESPN. One, it seems like they had no mics on the crowd, and all we could hear were these guys in the booth. And every now and then you'd hear the crowd. You could tell they were making a lot of noise, but you could rarely hear them. I didn't. I didn't like that. And I, I also didn't like 
I think it was in the second quarter. There was uh they came back from commercial where it was doing promo for the oh the college football playoff rankings will be released this week. And they talked for maybe five minutes during our game about their rankings and who they would pick and why and how, how great Texas is and all this other stuff. So I'm with you, man. These ESPN broadcasts have been rough. All right. One more comment on officiating. I, I, want, I want to get your opinion. That last touchdown for H- Hakeem Butler. What'd you see? Okay. All right. Help me. Help me remember what happened. Hakeem Butler. It, it was that was on a, that was one. on a third and nine. Uh, I can't remember it in my head because I had already kind of checked out of the game at that point and was trying to fast forward because I could because there were no more commercials. The very definition of offensive pass interference. Oh, did he push off? Oh, he basically threw fields off of him. That sounds about right. I, I would I would agree with that. Alright. Because uh that's he seemed he seemed that. awfully open. Well he, he created that space. That makes sense. Usually when yeah. a receiver's that open. With with that uh that euphemism, he's great at creating space. That's because he's committing offensive <laughs> pass interference. He's great at pushing off. And that's exactly and not he, getting caught. what he did. All right, Michael. I'm I'm sick of this game. I'm I'm not I don't even feel better after talking it out. No. This one's going to stick a while. I think it will too, unfortunately. And I'm, but despite what you all may think, like of all the referee hate that's going on today, like that's not my only problem with today's game. I don't so much other crap. All right. It's getting late. I got to go eat dinner with the family. Hopefully not be a just absolute wonder, wonderful person to be with the rest of the night. Michael, enjoy the rest of your your weekend. We'll catch back up Tuesday to do the preview with Oklahoma. Already have a preview interview set up with some OU guys. Thanks, Cyclones, for blowing us off. Really appreciate that. Reached out to several of you guys. Nobody responded, but you read me. Fantastic work. For Michael, I'm Spencer. This has been the 23 Personnel Podcast. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.